Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. That bring attention to us. The scripture said it was dark because God pulled the curtain of heaven because he could not see his son die. The wind was blowing. People were wailing because his mother was there crying because they crucified his kids. At the same time, too, they were mocking. It was at that moment we could hear the drop blood, the drop in the middle of this. We could hear the dropping blood of Jesus dropping, dripping on the ground. And we could hear the Mary crying. We could hear the, th- the thieves gasping for hair because they're in pain, trying to catch their breath. It was at this moment we are about to listen to his last word, the last word of Jesus. And the first word that came out of his mouth at this, at this moment was the first word, the first word spoken by Jesus at Calvary. Being on imagination was a word of prayer. It was a word of prayer. The first word, the fourth word, and the seventh word, out of the seven word that Jesus spoke on Calvary, there were words of prayer, which is a reflection of his life. In the beginning, he stopped with prayer. In, in the middle of his life, he was praying. And at the end of his life, he was praying. It was humanity at his worst. It was God at his best. And Jesus was suffering beyond imagination. There's no word to describe what he was going through. You see, the one designing the, designed the cross to make it dying, to make dying painful as much as they could, they, could, they could do it. The beating, the nails that he was going through, the pain that he was going through, not only at the shame, because, you know, uh, the painters, you know, the artists tried to put clothes on him, but the reality, Jesus stood there, hanging on the cross, without no clothes on. Did you know that? There were no clothes. I know in the 21st century we try to show the crucifixion as a, as a, as a, as a, we do stuff about it. We do movies about it like it's an entertainment, but it's, it was not entertainment that day. It was, it was not something that, that, that people were joyful about it. It wasn't funny. There was no smile because somebody was dying. Many people were dying. You know, death, there's nothing fun about death. When you see somebody gasping for air, nobody's laughing because it, it, it brings something. It does something to you. But it was at this moment that he prayed. It was not a happy day. He was a dying man. People were screaming, said, yeah, I thought you were a God. I thought you said you were the son of God. Look at you now. The justice system fell him. The religious system fell him. He was made fun of. He was humiliated, mutilated like, a, like, a, like an animal, butchered like an animal. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? 
But it was at that moment, the first word spoken out of his life, the first word spoken during that time, it was a word of prayer. Jesus prayed in the most crucial time of his life, in the most painful time he went to God. He prayed in the most difficult time when nothing, when he was in pain, he was bleeding to death. He prayed. What does that tell us? And I know I've been teaching you guys about prayer, but the reality is, in the most difficult time of his life, he, he could have cussed those people. He could have said something bad. He could have, he could have called the angels to say, what humanity out. But he prayed in the most difficult time. And some of you, when you go into hard time, you said, you know what, prayer is not going to work for this thing. I'm going to take care of myself. Am I the only one? Because I've done that before. They say, I'm not going to go to God about this. I'm going to take care of this thing myself. I know how to fix it. And what a danger. Jesus, in the most difficult time, he said, Father, he come to his father to say, hey, I need you. I need you. I need you. And I know some of you are going through so much pain right now. Life doesn't make things. Things are falling apart in your life. Nothing is adding up. You know, you, you, you have no money. You're sick. Whatever you're going through right now, it's not time for you to, to call somebody and talk about it. If it's your marriage falling apart, it's no time to say put it on social media and talk junk about it. What are you going to do? Set up, set, up, set up the right example for us when life hits you in the mouth. Let, let me, if you didn't know that, life's going to hit you in the mouth. You didn't know that? Oh, you didn't know that? Let me tell you. Sooner or later, kids or no kids, when you go up, probably right now, your parents pay all the bills for you. You don't have the problem. But once you get out the house, vop, you, life's going to hit you in the mouth. But what do you do this week? She put, she, a tree fell over her house. Life brings things to us that we don't expect it. But when we get into the situation, we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. Say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what to do. Jesus prayed in the most crucial time of his life and the most desperate time of his life. He prayed when everything's fell. He prayed when everyone fell him. He prayed when he was by himself. He prayed when he was in agony. What do you do when you don't know what else to do? When he could not do anything, he prayed. When he could not do anything for other people, he prayed. When he, was knowing, when he was not in a position to heal them, when he was not in a position to raise the dead, he prayed for them. You got this? When he was no longer empowered to do things, because he could have done it, but at, and at the cross, at that moment, he prayed for them. The Psalms 121 says, when things hit you hard, this is what he says, when things hit you hard, David said, when, when I lift my eyes to the hill, 
you know, what he's talking about, hills, you know, in the context he's talking about, he's talking about that hills represent obstacle things. When I lift my eyes to the hill, where does my help? When I see that problem in front of me, I don't know what else to do. Helps come from the Lord. And that's what Jesus did. When he was facing his problem, he went to God. But the easiest thing is, I understand you're going through problem. I understand you're going through pain. I understand you pray for yourself. I understand that. That makes sense. Most of us understand that because we pray when, we, when things hit us. We may pray late, but we pray. But Jesus did not pray for himself. We know he was a man of prayer. We marvel at his life. But he did not pray for himself. He prayed for his enemy. Jesus, I know you talk about praying for enemy, right? Matthew 5, 43, 48. It's easy to say when you're not suffering. We have that verse, Matthew 5. Jesus tells the disciple, he said, hey, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. You know, in my mind, yeah, Jesus probably had a, had a lemonade, you know, probably eating a Chick-fil-A that day and say that everything was perfect. Because sometimes people say things they don't mean it. They're happy they say it. But Jesus leaves preach. You just missed that. He leaves while he preached. He walked the talk. He said, I'm going to show you. I told you guys this. But in that moment, my enemy, those people who are hurting me, I'm going to pray for them. He was praying for those people that were putting him to death. He was praying for those people that were hurting him. This is not natural. Let me tell you this. Somebody hurt, somebody hit me. My first reaction Because it's not natural. Right. It's not natural when somebody hurt you and you just pray for them. Right. That is not natural. Oh, 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 flesh said, I'm going to get you. <laughs> if you swing, I'm going to swing at you. And if, and if, 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 if I pray, those spirit doesn't move fast, I'm going to move fast. That's not natural. It's not natural. Because nature said, if somebody hit you, hit them back. If somebody hurt you, you get even with them. Right. It's in our flesh. I was reading a crazy story last night. A little boy, you know, his mom spanked him that morning. And then, you know, at night, you know, he had his prayer night before, before bed. And he was praying. He said, God, I pray for my aunt. I pray for my nephew. I pray for the dog. I pray for everything. And he said, amen. And he looked at his mom. He said, did you catch this? I did not pray for you. Real kid. It's in us. It's in us. It's in us. Because in our heart, it's in us. That's the picture of 
of the human heart. We don't have it in ourselves ourselves to pray for our enemy. I love this. Peter wrote this. Watch this. Peter wrote this. Peter never wrote anything. You know, Peter, Peter didn't write anything about the miracles. Peter didn't write anything about God's supernatural power, what God did. Even his stepmom, his mother-in-law got healed. But Peter, at the end of his life, this is what he says, because possibly he was there looking, I don't know. Um, this is what he says. And this is what, this is what Peter wrote. Peter's writing a story. He gives for what happened that day. This is what he says. He says, it was, it was to this that God called you. When I read that verse, I broke down. It was to this that God called you, for Christ himself suffered for you and left you an example. So you follow in his steps. He committed no sin. And no one ever heard a lie come from his lips. When he was insulted, when he was insulted, he did not answer back. We don't insult. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but placed his hope in God the righteous. Who did he pray for? He prayed for his enemy. Who were those enemies? It was Pilate. It was the soldiers who did not know what they were doing. It was the soldiers who pulled his hand and they pulled his hand and they, and, and they, they took that nail, they're pushing that nail through his hand, but the, the, the soldiers did not know that was the hand that created the universe. It was the hand who built everything that we see. It was that voice while the soldiers hearing that, it was the voice that, that, the voice that was sobbing, that was crying, that was the voice that said, let there be light. The blood that the, the, the soldier was wiping off their clothes, it was the precious blood of the lamb. But they did not know. It was for those people who did not know he was praying for. They didn't know what they were doing. He prayed for them. He, it was for those people he was asking God for forgiveness because they didn't know what they were doing. The women didn't know. They just they were doing their job. Pilate did not know. He thought he may know, but he probably didn't know who Jesus was. But he prayed for those people. He said God to forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. But it's easy to pray for people who doesn't know. What about the people who did know? What about the people that didn't know? He's on race. He's on blood. He's on tribe. What do you do when the people that knows you hurt you? What do you do? The person that you chose to do life with What do you do when that parents who are supposed to take care of you abandon you? What do you do somebody you trust take advantage of you? What do you do 
Somebody that you love, you say, I'm going to spend my life with him. You stand at the altar. You say, I trust you. I trust you with my heart. I trust you with everything I have. And they walk out on you. It's easy to forgive people that you don't have relation with, relationship with. It's easy to forgive somebody, somebody at work. There's no connection. But what do you do is the person that you sleep, that sleep right beside you. What do you do when somebody that take advantage of you said, I was too young, I did not know. Why did you do this to me? Why did you abandon me? Why did you walk away from me? You were supposed to take care of me. As a kid, I did not know. But you left home, you didn't take care of me, you abandoned me. You were supposed to be my dad provided for me, but you left. I don't even know your name. What do you do? It's when the person that loves you, that makes your life, who create more pain in your life. Jesus, he was his own people, his own race, his own tribe, his own people that was, who've been studying the Bible all their life. They knew. It was the church and that that was supposed to know who he is. And it was the same people who, 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 who pay money, who assassinate him. He was praying for those people. And he said, Father, forgive them. It was for those people. It was for that family member. It's a totally different pain when it's somebody close that hurt you. It's a totally different pain when somebody you love hurts you. But Jesus pray for his enemy. He said, Father, please forgive me. Somebody say amen. Forgive him. You see the word forgiven, I read this last night and I broke down, never seen it before. You see the word, Father, please forgive them. In the original language, it is such a powerful truth. I wrote this thing down because I was shouting, I was crying, I was weeping at the, in my room yesterday, last night in my office. I never seen it. You see, in the original Greek, when he said, Father, forgive them, it's in imperfect tense. It was a continual thing. You just missed this. It was an, it was an ongoing thing. Basically, when he said, Father, forgive them, it, it wasn't one time he was saying that. Because it's an imperfect tense. That means Jesus was saying that over and over and over when the soldier put the crown in his head he was saying father please forgive them when they were saying crucify him he was saying father please forgive them when they took that nail and hit him in his, in his palm of his hand he was crying gasping for hair out of his mouth he was saying, Father, forgive them. When they nailed that, that thing on top of his cross, on top of the cross, he was saying, Father, 
Forgive them. He was, he was saying it over and over. When they ripped his garment and they tried to sell it to that, he was saying, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Because they don't, they don't know what they're doing. Forgiveness is a continuing thing. Some of us are stuck in the past and the shame and the sin that you have done. And the enemy said, God will never forgive you. You are done. There's no future for you. You are so-and-so. You are crackhead. You are no good because the enemy has a way to keep bringing the past over and over and over and over. Most of the time, most of the reason people don't grow in their faiths is because shame and guilt because the enemy keep putting this in your heart I'm not good enough to even come to church why am I even wasting my time to go to church I know who I am I know what I'm dealing with because the enemy keep putting this in your head but I have news for you forgiveness is a continual thing you were forgiven you are forgiven you will forgiven you were forgiven you are Forgiven. You will forgiven. What I'm telling you this morning, you don't have to stay in your shame anymore. You don't have to stay to stay in that sin that you have committed. You can get out. You don't have to stay there because you were forgiven. You are forgiven. You will forgiven. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. This morning, I want to tell you this morning, lay down your shame, lay down your guilt, lay down your sin, lay down whatever that's holding you back. Let me tell you, open the door of your heart, let forgiveness come in. Open the heart, open your heart, let forgiveness come in. Let forgiveness come in. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, let forgiveness. You don't need to carry that load anymore one minute. You don't need to carry that load of shamefulness. You don't, have, you don't have to carry that load of that sin you have committed. Today, all you have to do, open the windows of your heart and get and let God's love come in. Oh, let his love come in in my life. Hallelujah. I need his love because I don't know about you. You may think you're perfect. I'm not perfect. By the day, before the day is over, I may say something that you don't want to hear. I'm just being, you see, that's the problem with the church. <laughs> you guys are saying. Somebody caught me along the highway. My wife said something to me. You know, my kids do something I told them 50 times not to do. And I just stop. How many times I tell you not to do that? I know I'm the sinner here. I know, I know, I know. But you guys are perfect. Because by the end of the day, I will do something or say something or think something that is not right. But he forgives you over. That was a picture of his grace. Every time they were doing something, Forgive them, forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them, and I have good news for you today. He's forgiving you, he forgives you, he forgives you, he forgives you, he forgives you. Doesn't matter what you have done, all you have to do, come to him, come to him, and he'll forgive your sins. Somebody say,
Amen. Somebody say amen this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Matthew 19, verse 14. How much time I have left? Jesus said, I watch, watch this, watch this. I never thought about that. Jesus, in Matthew 19, verse 14, he said, let the little children, you're going to get this, come to me. In the King James Version, he said, let the suffer not the children, because he don't hinder them. It's the same word in the original language that Jesus, when he said, Father, forgive them. Basically, he said, Father, don't hinder them. It's the same connotation. Basically, what he was saying, Father, don't judge them now. Give them grace, for they do not know what they're doing. Father, give them grace, because they will understand the cross in the future. They may not know it now. They will understand what I have done for them. Father, hold your judgment right now so they can hear the gospel. Father, don't pass that judgment yet. Give him grace. I don't know about you, but I know my parents have prayed that prayer over my life so many times, over my siblings. Say, God, hold judgment. Give him grace because I pray you put somebody on their path. Because you know some stuff you did, you know there's no way you should be alive. I see, I see that's the problem right there. You know you, do, you did some dumb stuff. Almost got shot. <laughs> you did something you were not supposed to do. Almost got over. But it was God all that time. Because there you should have been dead. Oh my gosh. I feel grace in this house this morning. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, some of the stuff, Red, we did. If it wasn't for God's grace. Oh, the grace of God this morning. <laughs> the grace of God this morning. He holy judgment. He holy judgment. He holy judgment. He said, Father, give them one more try. Father, don't judge them today. I'm going to put the right person on their path. That's going to tell me, do you know Jesus loves you? Do you do, don't you want to go to church with me? Because you know you were supposed to be dead at, the, at that hotel. Overdosed with drugs. Whatever your problem is. But God said, hold the judgment. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace this morning. Come on, church. Raise your hand right now. Take Take a 60 second praise break and tell him how you are thankful for his grace. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm thankful for your grace this morning. You hold your judgment over my life. You hold your judgment over my kids. You hold your judgment over my wife. You hold your judgment over my life. And I want to say thank you for your grace. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. The grace of God. Hallelujah. 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 Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In 1833, there was a case. United States versus Wilson. 
In that case, George Wilson killed a post office worker. Two guys killed a post office worker, and they sent him to jail. He was supposed to sentence to death. The other guy, he died. He was executed. George Wilson had some had a couple friends. Somebody pulled a plug for him. Went to the president of the United States and said, "Can you pardon him? Can you forgive him?" And the president signed. He said, "Wilson can go free. I signed that. I signed with my signature. Nothing can stop him because I'm the president. I signed up. I signed it. He can go free." But Wilson. Shame and guilt. Louis Marsh was killing him. When they brought that paper, they said, Wilson, you can go home. You can go home with your family. You're free. Wilson refused to go. He said, I'm staying there. I want to die. He rejected the pardon. He said, I don't want to be forgiven. And the case went to the Supreme Court. And Chief Justice Marshall wrote this. The Supreme Court said, a pardon rejected is no pardon at all, unless the recipient of the pardon accept the pardon. Then the pardon cannot be applied. And that's God to us, some of us. He has, he has offered his pardon, his forgiveness to you. He cannot force you to accept it. And that's what he did at the cross. <laughs> and that's what he did at the cross. He said, your sin can be forgiven. All you have to do, come to the cross and accept his forgiveness. If you don't accept it, there's nothing he can't do. And some of you have rejected his pardon. Some of you want to walk with that shame still. Some of you want to keep walking with that guilt. And God said, why are you walking? I have paid a price. You can walk out free. You don't have to carry that shame. You don't have to carry that guilt. You don't have to carry that sin you have done 15 years ago. You are not that person. All you have to do is walk out. I give you my pardon. You can walk out. All you have to do is accept the pardon. You are not that person anymore. All you have to do today is accept his pardon. He cannot do it for you. If you're watching me today online, all you have to do is accept his pardon. He died for you. Everybody stand up. Hallelujah. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand right now. Oh, Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for the pardon. <laughs> you have, all you have to do is accept the pardon. All you have to do is accept the pardon. All you have to do is accept the pardon. All you have to do is accept the pardon today.
America, accept the pardon. Accept the pardon. Africa, accept the pardon. South America, accept the pardon. You don't have to live in sin anymore. You don't have to live in that shame anymore. You don't have to live in that guilt anymore. You don't have to live in that past anymore. All you have to do is accept his forgiveness. Hallelujah. Accept the pardon today. Some of you have been carrying a lot of shame. And God wants to set you free today. Let's raise your hand right now. If you need prayer, I'm not even going to beg you. Come up front. Some of you need to repent. Ask God for forgiveness. The altars are open. Come spend time with him. The altars are open. All of us need forgiveness. The altars are open this morning. Come, come, come. And if you need Jesus today, you can come also. If you need Jesus this morning, you can come also. Hallelujah. Come, 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 come. Don't wait. Come, come. Accept his forgiveness this morning. They're coming. They're coming. Accept the forgiveness. If you're watching online right now, drop, drop a message. Say, I accept his forgiveness. We'll reach out. Come on, every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Come on, church. Raise your hand right now. I need his forgiveness. Oh, I need his forgiveness every day. I need his forgiveness every day. Don't you need his forgiveness? Oh, I need his forgiveness today. I need his forgiveness every day. Thank you, Jesus.